Welcome everyone to Banana Split, the podcast where an Asian guy and a white guy talk about geeky news, pop culture events happening this week. He is the cream to my banana. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, Patrick. How are you? Smooth. Yeah, good. Thanks. Nice to be back for episode six of our stunning, just we're, we're really um, making waves out there in the podcast community. It's good to see all the feedback out there. So I appreciate um, all the messages we've been getting on our Facebook page which is, uh, funnily enough, Banana Split Podcast. So check that out. You'll find it. We haven't bothered with an Instagram or a Twitter or a, um, you know, what else is out there? Um, There's so many all, different all the social medias. platforms that you can use. Yeah, to, YouTube, but we'll, we'll get yeah, there. We probably should do a Twitter. I remember, um, again, he's one of my heroes, so I'll always bring him up. But Kevin Smith once said that he won't entertain an interview with a media outlet unless they have a Twitter following of over... I think it was like half a million or something like that, because that's where it counts. But uh, you know, I don't know. It's it's debatable, but we'll get there. Um, problem is, I've already got the Twitter account with Beyond Cosplay, so I'm like, I'd have to log out every time I wanted to. Yeah, no worries. I, I've got like how many Facebook accounts? Well, only two now. Um, one's a sock puppet for when I get banned from the first one, the main one. But thankfully, that's been much less frequent as i've matured over the years and stopped trolling people as much yeah you um, gotta quit that anywho <laughs> uh this week we've got a lot of stuff happening so patrick uh lay down for us what's happening um, this week well what's happening at the end of the week actually because uh like most cosplay events to do it over three days at least the big ones this is kind of up there but they've crammed it into two days and if it counts one night so it's kind of all jam-packed into that uh, two-day space. And that event is SMASH. Yes. So, smash and anime. SMASH stands for the Sydney Manga Anime Show Horse. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I don't know that it was an acronym, but I'm happy to hear that we can make one that sounds close yeah, enough. Yeah, but basically it's an anime-themed convention. Yep. It's not a, a general pop culture convention like Supernova. And it's being held this week on the 19th of August to the 20th in Parramatta at the Rose Hill Gardens. Be, be there, there or be square. Wow, the sink is real. That's great. Uh, there's, there's a lot of jam-packed... I didn't even know you were going to say that. ...activities happening. Uh, so, what do we have? We've got a cosplay comp, as usual. We have a cosplay yeah, catwalk. There's a lot of them. There's a cosplay comp that's part of a national competition, so that's cool. Um, there's the Battle Royale, which is more of a fun event that anyone can join in. Um, look up the website, which is smash.com.org.au. Hang on, I was just looking at it on my phone. So I'll double check that. Not that any of you are going to write this down. It's just, yeah, smash.org.au. So everything's on there. But uh, basically you've got, uh, it's more of a Japanese-themed event. None of the guests that I went through rang any bells with me. I'm not a huge anime watcher. I am a fan, but it was all back in the 90s. Yeah. Well, a lot of kids are born in the 90s, so it doesn't really count. They're like, what's the 90s? Yeah. The noughties is for them, basically. Yeah, the noughties. Yeah. I'm still getting over the fact that we're in the teens. It just sounds so made up. It just don't, it sounds like a... It's not a proper decade. But next... What, what are we, three years away? It'll be the 20s? Can, yeah, can you believe it's going to be 2020 that's, that's in, a, in a few years? Yeah. Even the, this, the fact that we're going to be wow. in 2018 is kind of... And before you know it, around. I'll be 45 and losing hair. 
No, I think you're good with hair. How's your father? He's always wearing that woolen hat. <laughs> yeah. I came in, I came in here because um, this thing's kind of my idea, so I want to make it as easy for Vin as possible. Um, so I drive out to Bankstown and knock on the door, and they've got this beautiful little house, um, very modern, very well uh, appointed. You know, everything's neat and in its place, but they don't seem to like using heaters or any kind of air conditioning. That's I think right. they have it. But, you know, that would cost money. Yeah. So his dad sits there wearing an Eskimo outfit. He's got this giant... Um, oh, it's something you'd see if you walked into an igloo. It's basically... He's, he's like he's preparing to go to Threadbow, but he's not. Yeah. He's um, got the, the mittens and... It's, the... it's super warm. And he's, he's got a... It's like a tea cozy on his head. And he always wears a North Face jacket at yeah. home. Again, so he's... just sitting this tiny man in the corner with the TV on. Um, so I don't think it was making any noise. It was dead quiet when I came in. It was dead quiet because we prepared for this podcast. So right. no noise. Yeah. Respect. The, light, the red light's on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks, Dad. Um, <laughs> so we've got, a, just to say again, we've got a cosplay comp. We've got a cosplay catwalk where anybody yep. can participate and just show their stuff. Yeah. And all participants should receive a little How long gift. have you been going to Smash Bin? Since 2014. So like... Yep. That's the same... I think that's when I went to. This would be my fourth year. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I thought you'd been going longer than me for some reason. No, no. Okay. That was the year I met you, but... <laughs> so we got uh, panels and workshops as usual from yeah. a variety of different panelists. And What's pe- happening at five o'clock on Saturday? So, surprise, five o'clock Saturday is my panel called the Cardboard Challenge. Oh, yeah. And that is where uh, everyone gets allocated to teams and your challenge is to build a cardboard model in 10 minutes or less with only two sheets of cardboard. Wow, how are you gonna are you gonna help anyone? You're There'll be duct it? tape, uh, scissors, ruler, mm. pen, pen and pencil, and that's all you get. Everyone will be on the same playing f- level playing field, and right. then there'll be judges like America's Got Talent. Yeah, and I'll have a picture of Gordon Ramsay and Simon Cowell, and it'll be super fun. There'll be prizes including Oreos, chocolates, and even pop vinyls. Yeah, I've been winners. practicing all week. I'm gonna bring in my um, patented opera house design. So, <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Um, yeah, so that's happening at five. Please come down. If you come down, you're guaranteed Oreos. I'll be giving everyone Oreos. And if six people come, I'll be happy. Anywho, so what's this? The cosplay Battle Royale. Yes, mentioned that. Yeah, that's where a guy basically throws out a bunch of art and craft materials. And you've got um, how long usually? A few I minutes? Think, I think, uh, yeah, it was five minutes. Five minute battle. So yeah. half the time. And then, you know, everyone's just running around in a mad panic. And then seeing who comes up with the most realistic looking, whatever the theme was. Yeah. I think they pick it out of a hat or something. But that's always fun. Uh, massive Artist Alley. Uh, down in the basement, there's a console free play. They're painting model comps. There's uh, an Overwatch tournament, which is a new thing this year. Obviously, that game being huge. Yeah, being very popular. Um, there's a lot of trading card battles. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Love like my that. trading card, but it's not Hearthstone. Yeah, origami and arts and crafts sort of... Uh, coaching what do you call that panels where they just sit around and i did it last year it was good fun made my first paper crane just a tutorial yeah basically there's a round table and everyone sits down and starts playing around and, and they have these little um it's little tutors no they're very uh gifted uh teachers that help you learn i think the political correct term is vertically challenged yeah yeah um, <laughs> anyway so there's a maid cafe there's karaoke going on all day yeah. Um, and obviously the cosplay groups. comps are a big part of it. Um, there's even a catwalk where you can register yourself. Um, I just said you know. that. Yeah. yeah, but 
did you mention that anyone can do it? Like you don't have to get okay cosplayers. Um, it's a cosplay catwalk. Come on. Yeah, yeah, but normally it's like you've got to be good enough to get up on stage. This is completely like open to all comers. Well, it was so. open to me, and I make stuff out of cardboard. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. just so saying, it's, it's good. Yeah, um, cool. And then we have an after hours. That's event. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's got all basically the same stuff, except for probably the stalls. Like you get those um, little shops um, down in the other set. I think because there's sort of three main areas. For the after party, which is from seven till ten PM, and it's thirty dollars. Tickets are available from Saturday morning, yep, um, at eight AM, which is when it opens. Finishes at about six both days. Awesome. And uh, yeah, they they just close it down to like one particular section, so it's easy to monitor. Um, and they've got karaoke, the dance bar, like a lot of imported, really um, famous DJs. Um, they're playing. What did you call it? The music videos. Um, AMVs, which right. stands for Anime Music Videos. Yeah, fantastic. Um, screenings origami again for some reason yeah so it's the only nightclub in sydney that has an origami coach that's smash yeah uh, so we're looking forward to that and obviously we'll be trying to do a podcast at some point um possibly while the after party's on so if you want to you know come and punch us in the face uh feel free yeah we'll, uh, we'll be yeah. observing and talking at the same time we'll, yep. be, we'll be like the david attenborough of the convention <laughs> And as you can see, the dancers are trying to woo the girls. Okay. We'll have to throw a bit more uh, Cricket's sass chirping. Into it yeah, yeah. Alrighty. Thanks, Patrick. Let's go. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, that, that should be good an option mm. for the... It, basically, it's 18 plus, right? This after, I don't know. After hours I, pr- I think so. There were security guards last year. They had a similar event. It was quite you cool. You had to check my ID, so I'm pretty right. sure. There you go. There was alcohol involved. There was a long queue at the bar, so... Yeah. Anything could happen. But if, if you can't afford to go to the after hours, there is a Hooters, which is G-rated. Is that still open? I heard they were closing them all. I drive past it every day. It's not the place I frequent. Um, I love the chicken, but I, you know, it's not exactly I, affordable. I um, so it's more of a social... It's a group outing. Yeah, you need to get your mates and head over there. So hopefully it's still open. We'll have so a our fellow friends have invited us to go to Hooters after Smash, and they mm. have a, a great deal, 50 wings for 50 bucks. So as a group, it's good deal. Yeah, yeah. Good value. And apparently, I was told that they don't charge tax. They charge it afterwards in the invoice. So, you actually have to pay more, but I'll have to get verification on that. Yeah, I don't it, think that's a thing. It's a weird... In, in America, they do that. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Um, but Hooters is American, but it's... Um, yeah. yeah. All righty. work within our legal system. But uh, Smash, guys, uh, come along. Anybody. Mm. It's really cool. We look forward to giving you um, a review both on the podcast and... On the website, Beyond Cosplay. Absolutely. I don't know who's in charge of that, but you, you normally I put something up. So yeah. hopefully within a week this time, I don't just spend every day afterwards playing Fallout. Um, Still at it, man. I've got to do it. I know, I started years. a new game. and Has it really been two years since it came out? Yeah, 2015. Wow. Yeah. That, that was when Starcraft came out. And then I had to oh. ask my mate, should I get Fallout or Starcraft? Right, so that's how you... And as a fan, I chose Starcraft. Because you didn't really play a lot of Fallout. No. It's not... It's I've come across a lot of people that are like, no, that game is just not for me. And I, it just blows my mind. I'm like, but it's so good. <laughs> um, but that said, it's been crashing a lot on me lately. As soon as you put in a certain number of mods and um, get to a certain point in the game, it just dies. So, yeah, sorry. Bethesda, you got to lift your game i'm hoping number five really kind of um irons out a lot of those rugs because once it when it's working it it really works so it's 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 like loving a fine a classic car you know it's got character 
Yeah. So it's a labor Shiny and polished. Yeah. Uh, same sex debate. I wrote down, we're going to try and do this just because I had an argument on Saturday morning with a very close friend who we might have actually had on this podcast, Ruben Rose, who for some reason believes that it really, see, Vin doesn't like to get involved in this. He likes to stay on the fence. I'm sure that I'm right on this issue. We must fight them in the trenches and on the beaches. But basically, um, he's uh, not in favor of the... Um, marriage being opened up to same-sex partners, um, it will def- the very fabric of society will be, you know, shred. But you know, we'll see. We're going to try and pull someone in to have a strong word with him, and uh, keep it intelligent, keep it respectful, keep it uh, not completely reduced to just no, you're wrong. No, no, uh, no name wrong. calling. Uh, yeah. No, just outright insults, but just a very intelligent, civilized. Well-structured debate. Yeah, and on his Facebook page, that's not what happened. So hopefully we'll do a bit better than that. Um, you know, that's one of my new ideas, try and keep things, shake it up a bit. Uh, it'll be like Q&A, but with teenagers, which is kind of like that hack thing that they did. Yeah. But people actually watch that. So, you know, we've got to fill that niche, have the same thing, but not have people watch it. Let's see how that goes. Okay. Um what else we're at? Uh, what movie have we both seen in the last two weeks? I saw Atomic Blonde on Thursday with the mate. Right. Um, yeah, it was directed by the guy who did John Wick One. That's correct. And uh, I think he was also a stunt coordinator, stunt, stunt choreographer. Didn't he? Didn't he also do two? Yes. Oh, there I think go. it was co-directed. I right. think it was between two directors. Yeah. And I got to say, the honestly, the, the store is pretty pale. I think some of the pacing had issues. So it wasn't until the, the third act that I started to get pumped. Mm. Um, I've got to say that you can definitely feel it's John Wickish, but the camera work made it different. Um, no spoilers, but there's a very distinct uh, scene in the staircase with uh, a couple of Yeah, there was bogeys. like a 12-minute um, fight. I don't and know if it was a long cut, like if it was one... It was not a long cut. No, it, was, okay, uh, mas- it was uh, masterfully masked. Right. To, to stitch together between different scenes, but it looked like one long cut. So it was Shades of the Daredevil Season 1, Battle in the Hallway. Yeah. And uh, it was brutal. Mm. Uh, and I love the, the, the realism in the sense that she didn't come out uh, clean. She had no. scars, bruises. Which you saw at the beginning of the film. They do a lot of jumping around in time. Yeah. Which works really well. Um, the only problem is at no point did I care what happened to the main character. Um, she seemed nice enough, but it was hard to tell whose side she was on. Um, and why, and, you know, I just got a bit lost in the motivations of any of the characters, and I guess I'm just, for someone else, that's great. The reviews were mixed, uh, and you can tell why. That's right. I think it lost, it went up its own. Mm. I'm not a writer, but um, as much as I'd love to, you know, say that that was something I was good at, so I can't exactly propose a better mousetrap for that film, um, obviously, the style-wise, it was perfect. It was on point. Very graphic um, novelly with the colours and the very... Yeah, but as a layman, uh, say, comparing it to Baby Driver, both films had a lot of style. Um, for me, Baby Driver had... I don't know if substance is the right word, but I could connect with it. Uh, my heart... The romance felt real. torn open yeah. by that film. I was like, oh, my God, I really want these guys to make it. Um, whereas with... Yeah, she was she was almost superhuman. I mean, it was yeah that one scene you talked about in the hallway. She got fairly she got beaten up a fair bit, and there was another scene where there was sort of you know you've got the main bad guy, 
who's kind of a Russian mobster type who at that time obviously works for the KGB or something like that because it's set in the 80s, um, just before the fall of the Berlin Wall, Charlize Theron. Um, she's doing really well as like a female version of Liam Neeson because she's, what, in her 40s now? Yeah. Um, she's doing so, better than Liam Neeson because he's not like yeah. heavy cutting in the Taken. No, she's very physical when she gets the job done and I it's believable. She, she had a, a, um, a ballet background or something. Yeah, I remember Ruben talking about big guys uh, really should be at an advantage against smaller people in those films and he sees too many where women are just tossing them around like rag dolls and that definitely isn't the case here. They really seem to emphasize no. the fact that this guy is so huge no matter what she does to him. Um, this is one of the main henchmen. Uh, he just keeps going you know, and yeah. that it takes some real doing to um, deal, like, take him out. Like, it's just a mission. Uh, so that's, uh, Vin, you've got to silence that thing one day. Uh, look who's um, talking. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, great film. I give it, out of seven, a solid 4.7. Um, again, because the story was so pale and light and the characters, I couldn't feel for them. Um Pure choreography alone, I'd give it a mm. 7 out of 10. Okay. Just for the action alone. Yeah, yeah. Everything else was, was yeah, mixed. Mm. Um, it was yeah. very cute though. I took my son and uh, there was one scene where, without giving too much away, Charlize Theron is kissing another spy who happens to be female and he had to close his eyes. Um, so that was quite cute. I got to say, that was the most redeeming part of the movie. Yep. Other than the choreography. It was super hot, but if you don't support gay marriage, well, then that's too bad. <laughs> that's yeah. too bad. Not the movie for you. No. Um, let's see. Uh, so that was that was that film. Uh, we're pretty happy with that. I haven't. Maybe this week I'm hoping to catch Valerian because that's already out. Yeah. Luc Besson. Yeah. Um, so right. we'll hopefully get a review of that out to you soon. Yeah. Very visionary director, Fifth Element. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lucy. And again, it's another one that's had mixed reviews, kind of like Jupiter Ascending, maybe, where it's a lot more concept than. Like, I've heard that the acting of the two main characters, one of them used to be a model. That's right. Um, Cara De- Delevingne. Yeah, I can't remember. It's something unpronounceable. That's a mouthful. Basically, yeah, they don't quite hit it out of the park. But, you know, I love The Fifth Element. And if it's even a fraction of what that was, then I'm in the bag. So. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, the other I thing can. we have to address is last time we did this, which was about two weeks ago, um, we promised ourselves something. I need, uh, I think it was a 10K run. Yep. I pretty much did that. Well, you I mean, did had nine kilometers, Patrick. <laughs> He's been checking my, exactly. um, my fitness app. I've got a fitness app called Endo Mondo, so I, I, I can't lie. Actually, rip to... ripped your Fitbit out of your <laughs> wrist and then just had to check it on the computer. Yeah. Nah, it was like nah. 9.5. I was close enough, <laughs> I, I, I call. I we, mean, don't, we don't round off. There was one day I was going out for sure. I got my shoes on. <laughs> I got my little running shorts. I had my um, Spotify primed and ready and it rained. So oh. I'm sorry. I know that shouldn't matter, but I'm not there yet. It wasn't just like a light sort of, um, you know, shower. It was cats yeah. and dogs. Like the, it was the kind of rain where you'd like running knee high through puddles. That's and in a Blacktown, sign. where I live... It gets pretty messy. The, the, the rain gods don't like you. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Though I do remember doing boot camp when and that was that brief glorious period of about a year and a half where I was fit and uh, at least compared to now. You were doing a lot of push-ups and, back uh, in the day. We had to do that rain, hail or shine. Like I remember doing push-ups yeah, daily and on those boot camps, no matter how wet it was, we were you know, pushing our face into the mud. So 
they've really got to try and capture that spirit again. But I'm more of a social fitness guy. So if anyone's up for a bit of a a run now and then, give me a just you know, awesome. So uh, let's let's just use a decimal system. You know, round it up. What, to 10. what did you have to do? You had some kind of video to edit. Can yeah. You so what, my that? goal two weeks ago was to edit a, a cosplay interview, which I did in January, but I left it until now, just because I'm I have mm. a bad habit of filming but never editing. I just, feel you, man. Yeah. So I had to complete this project through and through. I sent it to Anya, who is in Canada right now, and she loved it. Cool. And she shared it on a cosplay page and it was uh, very well received. So I'm yeah. happy of the results. Um, everyone's happy. And How many was, hits, man? Uh, 12 likes and two love... <laughs> no, no. Two love reacts. Oh, shit. Yeah. We're in the big time now, baby. Yeah. All right. That's, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's all about the process. Thank you for your patience, Anya. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can watch the video on uh, the Blatant Labs YouTube channel. Just type yep. in cos chat. Hmm. That is my cosplay interview series and you'll see the latest video there. So yep. check it out. So it seems no one's buying anyone dinner tonight, um, but we've got to set up the next or smash. By then, hopefully um, I've run another 10Ks this time properly. Maybe not all at once, but I'll get there. How do you feel, Patrick? Do you feel a little bit different now than say uh, two weeks ago? Uh, no, it hasn't been. I don't think it's, to be honest, made any real um physical impact. I still weigh 104.5 kilos or whatever it is that needs to be drastically reduced. Um, so it's more of a psychological thing. It's getting myself in the um, mind frame of, hey, it's time. Yeah. Not another hour on the couch, you know, modifying your settlement and building turrets. It's an hour where you've got to, you know, <laughs> hit the pavement. So that's um, just a matter of self-discipline, really. That's true. Fallout will always be there for you, Patrick. Yeah. So. She's the um, gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Like herpes. Infinite quests man yeah they never end <laughs> anyway so. um so uh one thing that we haven't done in, in prior podcasts is really to keep it personal honest and raw in the sense that we haven't shared much of our own lives in terms of our stories mm. and, and our adventures and we'd love to share it with you guys because uh, i think we've got some pretty quirky stuff to share oh it's out there yeah um <laughs> <laughs> we just gotta now get I'm to blank. the point where we're comfortable enough to yeah true tell each other I don't know, man. You ready? So. Well, I have like awkward dating stories. Oh, I'd love to hear those. Hear I've that. heard one or two. Um, they're always gold. Sure. Um, okay. Last year, I went on a date with a girl who was from UTS. Um, and she was a, a Caucasian girl. I think she's a, Italian or Polish. And she was five foot one. Mm. Five foot. This guy likes some white. No. He fetishizes... European looking women it's terrible it's just one of those things that uh, should be shamed not true not king true. shame yo king shame it's my preference but it's not my only yeah. preference um, we had a fun time you know we, we had the Starbucks then we had some ice cream mm. and then we had a tour of the UTS building which we've already seen and then we both sat on the couch alone there was no one in the vicinity and then she was playfully touching me and stuff and then in my head I'm like you should go for the kill now yeah. you should smooch and just keep it real. But then I looked at her. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I well, just... she was in the wrong light. She had her hair coming out of her nose. When, like when was... you look at girls in particular angles, they have good angles, but then they have bad angles. Wow. And the bad angles, unfortunately, is the nine out of ten other times that they look in other directions. And mm. I'm like, oh, so she's hidden those flaws. I see her now, and I'm like, I, I can't smooch. I just can't. It's like the the moral fabric within me would say no. Damn. And so I just gave her the hug, 
like had the little peck on the the lips on on the side. Yeah. To say goodbye, and that was it. And the awkwardness was real, but she was sweet. Uh, she was sweet. You got to admit, you don't come out of that smelling of roses. No. But uh, hey, you got to keep it real. Live, you can't live and let learn. Yeah. Hmm. It's a dangerous game, this. Yeah. Being so honest, you might have had a few friends before. We'll see how many are left after. But you know, sorry guys, they'll be the real ones. So yeah, I don't know. Dating. My first time. Should we go there? First time stories? Are we are we ready? Yeah, I mean, was it in high school or? Yeah. Okay. I was in uh, year 11 because I moved to Sydney then. Um, just completely abandoned a pretty tight group of friends I had in Wagga because I was visiting my mother who lived in Sydney and a flyer was in the lift of the giant block of housing estate, housing commission units that uh, advertised a school nearby um, called Randwick North. And um, it had uh, no uniform. You could go out at lunch, go to the shops, Sweet uh, small ass. class size. I don't know what, I'd love to find that flyer if I still had it lying around somewhere. That would be amazing because whatever it was in there got me to completely pick up sticks and move away from the family that I'd known for, by that point, 15 years of my life and uh, just completely, you know, I guess at the time it just, you move and you roll with it as a, when you're young, it's less... You don't think of, you're just in the moment, like, let's do it, let's go. And that's what I wanted to do. I just thought it would be slightly better than where I was. Um, And I guess at that point, you're starting to move away from the safety of your little cocoon at home. And you want to reach out and see what's out there. And Sydney seemed more glamorous and exciting. And that's where I stayed. So my father had just finished building me an entire wing of the house back in Wagga. Wow. with, With a workout gym and... Well, we didn't have flat screens back then, but I probably would have had one if we well, did. Captain America from Wagga. Yeah, yeah, it was a garage that got converted into basically like a suite Amazing. little room. But no, I was just didn't come back. So, um, yeah, <laughs> but it was worth it because I met uh, my best friend of now. I think it's like twenty years, uh, Tyrone. Ho- hopefully, we'll have on this podcast um, in a couple of weeks. He keeps um, doing things with his family. How dare he! having some kind of life whatever that is called commitment buddy yeah it's commitment respect so anyway that's where i was i was in high school started to uh build something not of a social life because it wasn't that many it was a tiny school um so it completely turned around from the place i had been in which is wagga high about 1200 1300 students a few hundred just in my year alone i was one of the you know kids in the corner playing handball um, don't dis handball man it's the greatest kid sport <laughs> school sport it was cool but you know back then it was like you were one of the nerd kids if you played that um, and if I'd gone out in the football field I would have been you know turned inside out so you know I kept it safe um, and suddenly I'm in Sydney and I'm playing basketball with the big boys and uh, you know doing my best to keep up I was terrible and I still am but hey you know they were short <laughs> not <laughs> literally I mean, there were some short guys, but the fact was they didn't have the numbers and they needed to fill the ranks. And I slipped in there and made some friends and still have at least one of them. Um, there's another guy still on Facebook and say hi now and then, but Tyrone's really the main one. Anyway, the point is, God, I'm like a 
Yeah, what's like, what's Grandpa the point Simpson? of the story? Are we yeah. talking about our first time? Yeah. Anyway, I got a job at McDonald's. So that was, again, my first proper job because in Wagga, I just throw a paper out of a bike. Okay, right first there. time um, of what? Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, I used to finish at uh, about 11 at night, every night. Okay. I would, you know, finish school, ride my bike down to Macca's, jump in the back, um, start flipping burgers till about 11, and you'd clean the fryers, walk home. On this particular occasion, uh, I dropped off my mate who lived up the road from me. I went a little bit out of my way to drop him off, but he was a very charismatic guy. So I'd just hang around him, basically. I'd follow him wherever he went. And once he had, you know, once we'd parted ways and I've turned around, this is in the middle of the night in Redfern, basically. And it's pretty urban. Um, so it's mostly well lit, but we're usually taking alleyways and stuff. So it's kind of dark where I was. Um, but I could see a light on in the corner, you know, it just flicked on in the periphery of my vision. I, I turned around and it did it again. So I, I looked over and what's going on? It's this garage with the door up. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a girl sort of standing under this light. And so whenever she turned it on, I could see that she'd lifted up her jumper to show her breasts. So I was like, wow, real breasts. These aren't on a screen and back then all I had was a couple of magazines and yeah. I think I'd got a VHS no, video from somewhere it was like a scene with it was, it was one of those celebrity sex tapes so it had like Sylvester Stallone it had Pamela Lee Anderson right and you know that, that was, was the it. Holy Grail and I was like oh my god yeah and then what happened well you know she kind of beckoned me over and it, this is a good sort of few hundred meters away um, so I couldn't quite see too well but I was like well okay me Yep, got the nod. All right. It's nobody else. Wandered there. over. Yeah. Let's have a go. I mean, I'm 15 at this point. What could go wrong? Hey, you know, it's just Redfern. It's uh, known to be one of the nicer parts of Sydney. So, hey, can't imagine anything going south here. Um, wow. And thankfully, it kind of didn't. I, in that way, it did go south in a good way because as soon as I walked in there, she pulled my pants down and went south on me so i was quite happy with that i was like this is what that feels like but i did notice a little bit of uh grittiness around the mouth like where she was connecting with my what would you call that area around the base of your penis like the flesh there where you've got your stomach you've got your pelvis i guess your pelvis this is what banana split is all about (laughs) ladies and gentlemen i was keeping it real so it's when her mouth would sort of bounce off that area it was like huh I can see makeup, I can see long hair, I can see a skirt and all that, but it's just something a bit off here. But hey, I'll go with it. It's a blowjob's a blowjob. So, you know. And I'm this is literally the first time anyone's touched my penis other than myself. Okay. So Is there a twist to this story? Because I'm actually anxiously waiting on the end result well, here. You know, you're slowing me down by asking. Because I'm about to get there. She grabbed my hand, pulled me along behind her, dragged me into a terrace house, which is like I think it was across the road. Um, and it was quite cold, so I just kind of like pulled my pants up, obviously, by that point, and just followed her in. We hadn't said much. That was the other weird thing. It was all sort of like furtive glances and whispered sweet nothings of like, do you want it? Or I, I can't remember the words. This was literally 23 years ago. So we're going back. Um, I'm just, I'm remembering, you know, the flashbacks are like brief visual images. I can't really recall feelings as such but i remember being pretty nervous because when i got into the uh the front kind of sitting room it was obviously our own place because there was stuff everywhere and it was just 
um, a dark mess. There was candles on. I don't know if the electricity was out or something, but she opened up a cupboard and she goes, look, this is my wall of smut. And it was like one of those uh, serial killer movies where they cut all the little bits of figures out of a magazine. So it was lots of like pornographic images, but they'd been like a collage on the inside of this cupboard with a bunch of candles lighting it up. So it was like one of those little shrines and it was just like penises, breasts, like heads were cut out and put on bodies that weren't their own and I was just okay that's nice damn very creative creepy and um, I'm still sitting here in my like cheap nasty um, McDonald's pants that are covered in grease and she throws me on the bed and starts going at it again and uh, pulls my hand down to her crotch where I noticed a distinct swelling around the uh, front pants area and uh, I was like, well, I'm here now. So I let her finish the job. And uh, she, I think, slipped her number. It was like a house number at that point because no one had mobile phones. This is 1995. Vintage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I got out of there. And uh, that was probably one of my most... You know how they talk about the um, walk of shame? Yeah, that was a long two-block walk home. But hey... I gotta say, that, you know, that was my first time. I don't know if it counts as sex because a few months after that, I started dating a girl I worked with, and that'll be my first proper time. But it was weird because when I we both told each other it was our first time, I didn't feel like I was being completely honest. Yeah. But at that time, it was too. There's no way I could admit well, to you that. Could, yeah, you can shift the definition here and there, but yeah, it was a bit Bill, Kin- wow. Bill Clinton. What a that. story! You got a bit of mm. a. You know, we, with the collage reminded me of making a murder with all this creepy shit. Yeah, and I totally forgot that until I was telling the story. And then <laughs> kind of going through it in my head, I remembered, yeah. That she, and there was also grass. Plant. She had a little pot plant right. in there. There was like right. a little uh, marijuana plant. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Well, uh, classy. thanks for that story, man. Yeah, that, yeah, that was uh, pretty, pretty riveting. You should write yeah. like a, a book. An, e- <laughs> an e-book and sell it on Amazon. Yeah, I think we're yeah. not quite, quite at that point. Um, no, you'll get but, there, man. Mm. It's like people read it because people love your posts, right? On on That's Facebook and news to me. media. Yeah. Well, I read them because you know I'm me and mm. I'm your friend. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. And friends read posts, yeah. but yeah, cool, man. I got to say that compared to my story, fuck me. I got, I got to <laughs> step it up you're a little right. bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll hear yours yeah. next week or something. All right. We'll, we'll no, see how I'll we go. Maybe you've got to think of something really dirty and homoerotic, and then you'll you'll give it up just before we do the same sex debate. Bam. Wow. Just okay. Set them Done in. deal. Yeah. Alrighty. Reach well, arounds were had. So, ladies and gentlemen, after that <laughs> amazingly compelling story, mm. we just want to remind you I that... Admit, I might have held back a bit. <laughs> probably you always hold back. Yeah. Never let it go in the first five minutes. Um, Smash, this Saturday and Sunday, it's going to be an exciting convention. Mm-hmm. We've got cosplay... Panels, workshops, competitions, karaoke, after-hours party, DJs, special guests, expensive food and accommodation, and Hooters. Don't forget Hooters. 50 wings for 50 bucks. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Banana Split, episode 6. My name is Vin. My name is Patrick. I have a smashing week. <laughs>